0: It was just so strange to me that like someone could survive something so crazy and then and you think that that means like oh they're here for a greater purpose like they made it through like their path means something greater you know but then for her to then like immediately die shortly after that was just like okay wait what <laughs>
1: Hey, everyone out there listening. This is David Ferrugio again. Uh, Brett is actually the half girl from Two and a Half Girls I actually mentioned in the prior episode with Laura Samuels on his podcast, Two and a Half Girls. So True. He, it is true, right? Yes, that's true. You're the half girl. Uh-huh. Uh, we can figure that out later. Uh, yeah. but Brett's going to share a cool story. That cool story, once again, I don't know if it's really yeah. nice to say cool.
0: Well, uh, first I want to say thanks for having me on, David. And I actually... um. I was there. Well, I don't know if I was there when the first person you told this idea to, but I remember months ago when you like said you had an idea for a podcast and I was like, Oh yeah, that's a good idea. Thanks. So I'm very proud of you for the follow through. I appreciate uh, that, I, man. I'm, I, on, I'm I on a drive right it.
1: now and I thank you for being on
0: here. I listened to a few episodes and uh, good stuff. Good content there. Yeah, man. We got you on now. So it's about to go to the mm-hmm. next
1: level, right? Oh, the next level, the next level. I was
0: saying it's episode 13.
1: So hopefully this isn't a cursed episode. Well, I could I could technically give it to someone else because you're the thirteenth recording. So oh, I, so maybe I put you out in a different order and curse someone else. We'll find out. We'll find out. But yeah, like I said, we'll uh, feel free to start wherever you please and let us know who we're remembering. Uh, well, my story is about a
0: girl Hannah, my cousin, who um, uh, I'm you know close with my family. I'm. I'm not not close with them but I'm not super tight with a lot of my family like I know a lot of people are like, my mom's my best friend and it's not really my case but uh, uh, out of all my family like cousins and siblings like uh, me and Hannah were pretty tight and like we always got along really well. And, like anytime we had family trips like me and her were always, connected and everything and uh she was always a little bit of the troublemaker in her family she was a middle child she had uh twin sisters that were older both older and then she had a younger brother that was like the baby baby so I think maybe being the middle child she was kind of uh you know in a tough spot and a troublemaker a little bit and she got pretty into drugs as a teen and actually this happened 10 years ago in 2010 uh I remember I was just like out one night in uh I was living out here in Los Angeles. I had just moved here, like, after a few months. And I got a call from my mom at, like, 10.30 at night on, like, a Friday or a Saturday, which was strange since, like, she doesn't call that often in general. So to call at that time, I was like, what's this about? And she kind of just, like, cut to the chase. She was like, "Uh, yeah, so Hannah um, apparently overdosed on heroin and no one thinks she's going to make it. And I was like, what? And it just seemed so crazy at the time because, like, I just feel like overdoses typically don't like immediately lead to death that quickly, especially with like someone that age. But yeah. Um, they don't, I thought most overdoses were kind of right away. I mean, as far as, I guess it just seems so surreal at the time that like, basically i maybe not overdosing, but just like drug use leading to death like that easily, Mm -hmm. you know? And so, um, that news was just like pretty shocking. And then, uh, yeah, before we knew it, um, A week later, we all, they lived in North Carolina, so we were all flying to North Carolina for her funeral. And so it was just kind of like my first real, like, brush with death. Like, I think I had, like, a grandpa that died. or just, like, any death that had happened before, that was very, like, expected almost. Mm -hmm. Like, obviously, no death is a positive thing, but it's just, like, sometimes you see it coming, and it's, you know, it's easier to take. But uh, with that, it was just like, wow, like, people really can just die, you know? And even I remember my grandma... When it happened and, like, she, by the time my grandma got to the hospital, they were like, yeah, like, she's gone. Like, there's no bringing her back. And everyone was like, no way. Like, that can't be. Like, This is really? your mentality you're saying? You're just this is what everyone's mentality was. But uh, they were like, yeah, no. Like, I think I don't think she uh, was pronounced dead on arrival, but um, they were able to get, like, a heartbeat out of her, but she was completely, like, brain dead by the time she was at the hospital. So
1: Was there any inclination that this was... Was it like it just random as hell like you was i mean of- she definitely
0: used drugs and like i don't don't think at all I would consider her an addict like I think she was just like an experimenting teenager and uh you know like I said like definitely like got into trouble and like did shit, but like she never went to rehab, never like she had a job and like wasn't at like that rough of a, rough of a spot that it was like, Oh, like we need to intervene and like Hannah needs help. I mean, she probably did need help, but not to the extent that it was like so invasive, you know, and disrupting her daily life and stuff. So, uh,
1: yeah. So it was w- so pretty shocking. Do you remember the the first, I don't know, the first phase, however, however long a fucking first phase is in regards to how you took it? Because sometimes it takes some yeah,
0: time. Yeah. I, it was, that was an interesting thing because it was like an emotion I had never felt before, like the initial feeling was like I got like i like don't really get emotional very often, but I remember crying, especially since I was drunk at the time. My mom would call me when I was like drinking on a Friday night, so like that definitely like assisted and just realizing that like wow, like out of everyone the one that the one family member that I really like connected with and like was actually close with like that was surprising, and then um yeah, to hear like that she like the finite um or like finality of that she was dead already it was pretty crazy to hear and then uh so yeah I like cried about it and was super emotional about it for like a day I would say or like that night and into the next day and then I felt like like that feeling of uh um just like depression that like you can't like wave and I wasn't I wouldn't say I was a depressed person or like went into a depression but it was just kind of that like like sadness that sinks in that like you can't like. You just have to sit with it until mm. it's gone. You know.
1: Do you do anything to it? You literally just
0: wait. Like, yeah, that's how I felt like. And I will say, like, it didn't last crazy long. But like, I'd say, like, there was like a good month of just like waking up and just like remembering it, and mm. just like any time you thought of it, like the feeling of just like, like fuck, you know.
1: Yeah. Well, you said you're Yes, what your you guys, what, you guys are family? You guys aren't all that cohesive like we're all close but i guess what i
0: was getting at is that like not everyone's like communicating all the time like i wouldn't say that like we're all like best friends with each other like i see like i have friends like laura who is on the podcast is like her sisters i think are two of her like best friends like constantly in communication with them like constantly talking her parents visit all the time she visits them all the time like they're very very close and uh like my family isn't on that level but however we're not like distant like I, we, there's no falling outs anywhere like hmm. we haven't like uh cut out anyone we're just like not as uh you know super tight like Yeah that. i
1: brought i brought that up not so much to for me to like dig in about your family life but right, it, but just to like get a sense of Yeah well no it was more dynamic. It, it was more so once that happens you know uh i feel like sometimes when family members die sometimes you have your family to talk to and Yeah. Was there anyone that, or or was it more just self-reflecting? Do you have anyone to talk to about I'd say
0: it it was pretty self-reflecting, because, like, everyone else was just kind of like, oh, wow, this is sad, like, terrible. But, like, also, yeah, we're not very, like, emotional with each other in terms of, like, getting on, like, a really deep, like, emotional, like, spiritual, you know, like, you might with, like, a therapist or, like, a really close friend. So, like, no one was really really like willing or needed to like open up to each other and like spill I guess so yeah like there was no one for me to really like do that to or relate with on that because like either like I didn't feel comfortable doing that with anyone or like didn't think it was necessary at the time I don't know maybe I should have reflecting back on it but I was 18 at the time so I think it was all just like such a shock and like not really realizing or knowing at that age, like the proper way to handle like a loss like that. Plus you just you know?
1: moved to California at that time, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I wasn't really physically, I was, the only time I was physically with my family around that time was at the funeral, you know?
1: Hmm. So have you, have you thought, cause it's interesting when a, a death like that, because it seems like, you know, obviously you guys were close, mm-hmm. but it's one of those deaths where And it's a weird feeling because I can relate to a sense that I I had a really close girlfriend of mine pass away who was, I was very, I very, I didn't see her all the time, but we just, we just really connected well and we were really Mm -hmm. close. And she passed. When? It's been like three years now. When you,
0: How long ago had you dated
1: her? No, no, we don't friends. Oh, friends. Yeah, get your head mind oh, out of the gr- gutter. You said
0: girlfriend. Well, girl. Normally, straight men don't refer to girls as their girlfriends that's unless the, they you that's dated. That's the weird
1: thing. So when people say, boy, like, my boyfriend a girlfriend, there's no way—I just say friend? Like, your friend that's a girl. So I, I should say girl. You should, you
0: should just a friend of mine and then said her name,
1: possibly. I'm just trying to get more details. I don't so know. I can that can weird. be a
0: whole new episode on a different so topic. So my
1: girl, pause, friend, right. spaced— passed away, uh, years ago. And that, that immediate moment was really hard. And then it almost seemed like, not that I've never, ever forgot about it, but it would come at me in waves where yeah, I wasn't, I didn't feel like I was mourning, but then all of a sudden I would just think about her and that's when I would get sad and I'll get doubly, doubly as sad because yeah. I felt like I wasn't mourning her. Right. So was it kind of
0: like that for you? Oh, very much. Yeah. Like, it's like, It's, like, when I got really deep into thought and, like, into memories and to, like, her and the whole situation, like, that's when I would get really sad. But, yeah, then at the times that, like, when it was, like, more recent to her death or even at the funeral, like, obviously we weren't all, like, sobbing the whole time. And, like, we kind of made, like, a slight, I don't want to call it a vacation, but, like, you know, we stayed for a period of time there and kind of got to see family. So it was almost like, you know, a gathering, a family gathering like weirdly enough. That almost sounds like a, yeah, like a but, dark comedy, comedy right, funeral yeah.
1: vacation. Uh huh.
0: Yeah. But yeah, definitely like going in waves of like, you know, um, yeah, feeling like more sad and then like wondering if you should feel sad. But actually the other thing that I just remembered that I wanted to bring up that I found like interesting about her whole story is that literally like a year, maybe two years prior, but I think just a year prior to when she, um, when she passed away, uh, she actually got in, like, a really bad car accident with a boyfriend, and it was kind of like a whole another scandal where they were, like, supposed to get pulled over, but, uh, like, I think the boyfriend had been drinking and he didn't want to get a DUI, so they just tried to, like, lose the cops. So then he ended up just, like, crashing into I don't know if it was a dead end or what but like she like broke her leg in multiple places and like was unconscious like after they crashed so that was like a big dramatic thing too and you know it was one of those doctors like oh it could have been so much worse like she's lucky to be alive blah 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 so like after she died I was kind of like I thought to myself like why did she make it through that and then a year later die you know yeah, I mean It I- just seemed like, you know, the whole like, oh, like greater meaning, like people's paths, like everything has a, happened to a reason purpose. It kind of like shook my belief of that for a little at that time because it's like, it just didn't make sense to me. Like, how could you live through such like a, um, you know, traumatic event and then like die shortly after through a different one, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, that, this is a whole different conversation of right. wondering why people choose to go one path or the other. And that's what I, was, I forgot to ask, did she? do you consider her having like a drug problem or was it just like a one night party too hard thing? To my knowledge,
0: it was not like an addiction. I think it was like a rebellious thing that I think it was a problem of course. Cause it was like, it got as intense to heroin, you know, it wasn't like she was just like smoking pot. So like it was a definitely an issue, but again, yeah, I, don't, I wouldn't consider her an addict. I think it was just like her like rebelling and trying to find like her place. And like, I think she just truly was just like with the wrong crowd and like, those people were comfortable with that. So that's what she did too. And it just, yeah. So it
1: it seems like you got more, you got a a more profound lesson from her still going through that path from that first experience of the car accident and the actual death. Is that true?
0: Yeah. I guess it just kind of made me realize like, oh wow, like anything could happen. Like, you know, I think I don't know if she felt maybe like more invincible after living through something like that, where it's like, and especially also she was so young, to not realizing like, oh no, you actually can die, you know, and so then, yeah, so then that happened. So then how
1: did that? How did that go back on what you said in regards to about you kind of change your belief on the reason? Like you said, Because well, you seem like so struck by the fact that she. Went down that path and still and still end up dying the way she did and didn't take that experience of the car accident like as a second chance of life. How did that change you spirit? Did it change you spiritually? Is that the right way to put it? Um,
0: I'm confused now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put that on me on that one for the, the phrasing yeah. of the question. But you mentioned something about when she. You know, the doctor said to her that like, it could have been right. a lot worse. And you said yeah. it kind of shook their perspective. It on- shook
0: my perspective. Like, well, at, not at that time because she hadn't overdosed and died yet. Right, right, yet. now. Right. and yeah, now, now it, like, it's just like, it's just kind of like, oh no, it does everything happen for a reason. Like a part of me still does believe that. But it was just so strange to me that like someone could survive something so crazy and then... And you think that that means like, oh, they're here for a greater purpose. Like they made it through, like their path means something greater, you know? But then for her to then like immediately die shortly after that was just like, okay, wait, what? So what
1: was her purpose then? You know? Yeah. It just goes back to how she saw it. Who knows if she saw it, like you said, more invincible or mm-hmm. how fragile things are. And she's like, fuck it. I'm going to push to the limit. Or she may not have just even thought about it at all, you yeah, know? That, and that's true. I think mm-hmm. that's not the answer. I don't know. I, I, want, I don't take it at me personally. I don't take it as questioning the reason right as more as just the way that person just the cursed to her. I
0: think it is I think it mainly for her case like from what I gather just by knowing her is that I think she just didn't really kind of uh yeah like understand the fragility of life or just how like real things can get and if anything maybe that car accident went against helping her cuz you know again like thinking like oh like I lived through that and I'm fine now so like what's what's the problem you know yeah. not realizing like oh no like the shit could get
1: even worse so where so fast forward some years down the line you how, do you do you ponder about this at all because like, you got older because you were pretty
0: young. yeah yeah I just wonder like kind of like where everything would be at you know um oh one actually random interesting side note was that um uh, you know, social media wasn't, um, as big at the time. It's, Facebook was pretty much the only platform. I think Twitter had come out, but like no one was really on Twitter yet. Anyways, that's how we would like communicate and stay in touch. Cause like we lived in different States. And, uh, I remember before I had left for California, she had asked me if I had come out of the closet yet. And I had just not to like my like family. I didn't write like a mass email or anything. Where, did, like, you remind,
1: where, where did you say she asked you this?
0: On Facebook. Facebook. Okay. Like, I, I through like can, a direct message. I'm glad she
1: didn't tweet that to you and tag oh, you. Right.
0: <laughs> no, she didn't out me. But uh, and then it's interesting because like I don't know. I tip. I can't believe I forgot. Maybe I responded when I was like drunk or something. Because then she passed away, and I remember thinking like, Oh my god, I don't think I ever responded to her. Huh. And but then I looked back and I did and I like wrote her like this whole long thing and I was like oh yeah like I did like I just haven't like felt the need to like come out publicly to like family and stuff but like rest assured like you, your like suspicions are accurate blah 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 like you know cause I was like um like yeah 17 or 18 by the time when she asked me that so um so she didn't even know for sure or it was just a she person? did know for sure but it was just like is it public now you know cause yeah. like I was about to go to like fashion school, like it was getting so obvious, you know? So she was just kind of wanted to be like, all right, are we allowed to talk about it? You yeah. know, like the next time I see you, can I like ask about boys or just like anything that related? So I, yeah, so I did respond to her. So to me it was like, oh, like at least she had that closure, mm-hmm. you know? Not that who knows how meaningful that was to her, you know? But, yeah, but like- Well, she's in heaven right now. She's right. like,
1: I wonder if Brett's gay. Right. She's just right.
0: tormented <laughs> for the rest of eternity. Never going to know. <laughs> but I just thought it was like- yeah. Like, just like, you know, cause, um,
1: I didn't ever see her again after that. So that was the last communication. Yeah. Mm-hmm. where does that sit with you? Cause it's always interesting to go back when someone dies and like, what was the last time I spoke with them? It makes you rethink some things. It
0: made me happy. Yeah. That that was the last time we talked, especially since, since I didn't remember how I responded. I was worried that like, I either didn't respond or I didn't, like respond like well or something I mean I don't know why I wouldn't have but I just like since I didn't remember it's like you know those blackout anxieties of like fear of like oh shit what did I say but my response I remember was actually like, really good and like thorough so I felt good that that was our last exchange um, but yeah obviously I was sad that I, I think I don't even remember, I think the last time I had seen her before that was either at a Christmas or Thanksgiving, maybe like two years prior to her Mm -hmm. death.
1: So you said that was the first, uh, you know, quote unquote, more intimate engagement with death, I suppose. Yeah. Did that shape your perception on death at all? Or you just kind of the same thought on death, whatever that is? Um, yeah, I, it definitely, um,
0: I think cause it's like, it definitely uh, made me realize that like now, like when you th- think about someone dying, like even if, when you think about someone close to you, at least for me, it's, unless I get like super, super, super deep into thought, it's hard for me to like get emotional or really imagine them being gone, you know? And so now that that happened with her so abruptly it like now I feel like, You realize that, like, you don't really know how you're gonna feel until it happens. Mm -hmm. You know, like the emotions are kind of unpredictable until you're literally dealing with them. So, uh, just like kind of uh, putting it out there in your mind is not the same as it actually happening at all.
1: So, how do you view it now? The idea of just death and life and all that? Is there any. I I guess
0: I just, what I meant by that is that, like, you don't know until it happens. So, like, I don't know how it's gonna affect me until it happens. But, um, it's as far as like death in general, like, um, I mean, I think it's important to like grieve appropriately and to like accept it. I think that's the interesting thing that I've, I guess just me as a person is different than I feel like a lot of people like don't accept death when it happens, you know? And I think I would be good at that because like, it's like with her, it's like I accepted it, but it, beyond that, it was hard to deal with But I feel like some people can't even get to that initial stage, you, are you know? Are you like numb to it? At this point with her, yes, but initially when it happened, no, but I think if it happened again with someone, uh, I was really close with, like, yeah, it's, it's, it gets like, I remember there's this movie I've watched called rabbit hole. Have you ever watched it? No, I've seen Roger the rabbit, <laughs> not the same okay. idiot, but, uh, so it's about, uh, Nicole Kidman and Aaron Eckhart, like at the beginning of the movie, their child's already passed away. Like, they're young, I think, like, six-year-old child, so mm-hmm. they're, like, dealing with the death of their kid. And uh, Nicole Kidman's talking to her, like, on-screen mother about it, and she's like, do you ever feel better? And the mom's like, yeah, like, no, you never, like, get over it, but at a certain point it becomes bearable, mm-hmm. you know? Like, yeah. at a certain point, uh, uh, you're just living with it, and you can live and be fine and be happy, but, like, you always know that it's there and it's kind of like a weight on you, I guess, but you just learn to carry
1: it. Yeah. It's like an undercurrent that's always with you, but it mm-hmm. just kind of slowly fades, which for me, not that you asked, but no, yeah, I,
0: I was wanting to ask you more questions. Actually, oh God, how do you it. feel You're about so that? Is thoughtful. that how it feels
1: like with you? Yeah. In your well, situation. With me, I have a weird thing and forgive me if I've said this on another episode. I really don't, I really don't think I have. Um, it's been so long, you know, it's been 18 years going on 19 pretty much, which is a long and time for any of you. Were
0: Twelve. Twelve, yeah. Yeah.
1: And every every anniversary of nine eleven, I am the person who for whatever reason rewatches the like the video footage. Uh-huh. And like my mother, for instance, I'm pretty sure to this day maybe it has changed or she hasn't even seen the towers go down. She, she never has. That was that was a I haven't asked her in a while so it could have changed but like she, even if she has once at this point she's definitely not rewatching it yeah I don't even know if my sisters are I never asked them but I for whatever reason rewatch it like kind of to an like an obsession kind of yeah and partially I don't know what it is about that I still haven't really figured out the psychosis behind that but part of it is like I want to cry yeah so I think at this time 18, 19 years in the line like the tears dry up. And there's certain moments where things pop up and remind me of my dad, or if I'm alone and I just think about it and you just get deep in it, like you said, Mm -hmm. and those moments are more profound. Yeah. But I find myself like trying to force the emotion out. And I think that's what I'm relating it to, like that undercurrent of when you lose someone, it's always with you, but time heals in some sense. It does get easier, never goes away, but it does get easier over time. It's just, it really, it truly does. Especially as long as you're, I think, properly grieving, I think, you know, if you're not Whatever doing it right means. Well, I don't can, think
0: it would be healthy if you were still like so heart wrenchingly broken about it. You know, this long afterwards. Yeah. You know,
1: that's not healthy. Either. Yeah, for sure. So I'm yeah. at a I'm at a good place, and I, I don't know when the chord struck to officially quote unquote be at a good place. But um, my point was, there's always that undercurrent, and, the, and it, it lightens. Is that part of me is like I want to cry, I want to let something out because there's yeah. some pain there, and I think maybe by looking at it over now, sometimes it plucks my strings and I, I let right. some tears out, but. uh, I don't know what that weird shit is that I want to look at it. I
0: think it's like, I, it's just kind of the same reason we just like, like to provoke ourselves as people like same reason why people like to go to scary movies or like watch something disturbing. You know, it's just like, we like to like push ourselves to feel something. Mm -hmm. And especially in that situation, you feel like you should feel something. So like you feel the need to get to that place By some way and if it means watching those videos Then that makes sense Yeah I guess anything
1: with life once things become routine You get a little less It's also
0: interesting to me that like That uh Something like that just like footage of The buildings falling down like Obviously that like has a Could be a big trigger and is like directly Connected to your dad But how something like that That's basically you know you could just turn on TV And it could be on at a moment's notice Like something that uh, like short of a video clip or whatever, it could be that like difficult for like someone like your mom to watch. Like she literally can't even like a trigger. Yeah, like yeah. she can't even go there. It's that intense.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I haven't I honestly haven't asked her. Um, I yeah. mean, I know she's not the best flyer, but that could I think I want to I really want to say that's just been my mom. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know if it has anything to do with the planes going to nine eleven, but um, but no, that 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 point, it was like I said, it, it almost gets frustrating with me of like when I do feel like I'm numb to certain things. And that's why I asked you about yours. Cause it, it, I just immediately resonated with the way it's seen, like what I'm gathering. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying this is what I don't understand completely, but what I'm gathering is how it was like that periodic, the momentary grieving process where like certain moments you think about it. And then there's, there's moments where you're like, shit, I feel like I should be sad right, right. now, but something in me well, is and not. that's
0: That brings me to like another part that like, uh, the whole like grieving process and like death that I think is like people struggle with is like kind of how you're supposed to react mm. you know what I mean and yeah. that's like people's perception of that is so subjective and can be so many different things like a part of me didn't think I like really deserved to be that upset about it you know and like I, I wasn't really but like in comparison maybe to like my brother or like uh my parents or just like few other people I was more upset. So it was like, wait, am I being too dramatic? You know what I mean? Cause like she wasn't my sister. But then at the same time, like some of her own direct family, like, she like caused like, you know, a lot of stress and problems, like, with the family and the siblings. And like, you know, there was just no doubt that like Hannah was the problem child essentially you know so like when she passed away it's almost like this weird and like no one wants to like say it or talk about it but it's like was there like this sense of relief almost mm. with like some of her family because it's like okay now we no longer have to because like like her older sisters and her younger brother like never got into trouble you know like her younger brother was like the baby baby like a little immature for his age in the sense that he was like super innocent. And then like her older sisters were just like always on track, you know, went to college together, got degrees, like not many mishaps in their life really in terms of like going down the wrong path or whatever. So like, they're just totally different in that sense to their sister, Hannah who passed away so like it's just like and yeah it's like kind of a dark thing to think about but it's like oh like like is this a relief like are not happy about this but like it's just you know it's it's just like in contrast to this standard like thought like oh how dare you not be so upset how dare you know what i mean like of course they're upset but i guess it's just a more complicated emotion than
1: that. You yeah. Know? I, I don't, I don't definitely don't agree when people say that as well. Like, even though I was just saying it, that was my own thing, it wasn't uh-huh. like, it wasn't so much the formality of grieving because everyone, like you said, everyone does it differently. There's no right way, even though my right. on paper seem weird. But when that happens, that's interesting because it's almost like a big giant, like Bermuda triangle where it's just a clash of so many different things where Yes, it, in some sense, it is a relief because that stress factor is not there. But then you right. feel the guilt of feeling that, yeah, yeah, and that's where like anger comes from, uh-huh. and all these different feelings. So it's like, I think whatever comes up is natural, and I don't, I don't think you should dissect it as me being a bad person or thinking like right. that. I think whatever naturally comes up, I think that's where it starts getting more complicated is when you start noticing how you're feeling, and then. Yeah. like the next layer of thinking how you're feeling and then defining that as being right or wrong and it's right no matter how messed up and dark on paper it is if you just do start feeling angry it's yeah, just Yeah, I think it's good
0: to natural. yeah, acknowledge and be aware of that. Yeah, and then I guess just realize that like cuz like who's defining what normal is in those situations, you know? It's like so, anything could be normal, to. you know. But yeah, no that's definitely uh was a struggle I think maybe for Her like immediate family probably is like, you know.
1: So you didn't really – you didn't so much go down like a a deep hole at that point. It's it's tough when someone dies at 18 because you got so much shit going on that it's not like your main focal point to really like grieve. Right. So you think it was like a a periodic thing that just came up now and then and made you reflect now and then and –
0: Yeah. Like I don't really know that they felt that way at all but – I could understand how they could, you know, given the situation and like her behavior and everything. And like I said, like just a year or maybe it was two years prior to that, she had this big, horrible accident that was like, you know, attached to drinking and driving. And it was just like a mess and like, you know, just like a stressful thing to put the family through. So, you know. Did you grow up a religious at all? Um, I was actually, I'm confirmed Catholic actually, but as no, like (laughs) we're not religious, like confirmed Catholic.
1: Yeah, like your confirmation. Right, right. It's just funny. It's just funny you said it like that. Like
0: okay. I, I mean, I don't know how else to say yeah, it. <laughs> maybe I got just, my maybe confirmation. Right. Right. And uh, yeah, and I actually I didn't realize until moving out of my town that like I guess I always used to think that Christians and Catholics were the same thing, but so many people or not people have corrected me. I just realized for myself that yeah, those are very much different right. religions, and so like being a Catholic was more a niche. And, uh, but yes, that's how I was raised. But as like, we didn't go to church very often. We called ourselves Creasters. We went to church on Christmas and Easter Christers. and then it pretty much just turned into Christmas. We only went to church on Christmas and now we gave that up years ago. So now so,
1: what's the is terminology I for that? I think
0: my mom, I think my mom wanted to act religious or pre- not pretend, but just, like, give it an give it an effort for her mom. Not that, like, I don't even think my grandma would have cared. I think she just, like, wanted to, like, you know, make her happy in that sense. But now that my grandma is older and we're all adults, like, you know. No rules. We kind of put it away. Yeah, but as far as, like, yeah, like, with Hannah's death or any death that happened for that matter, I think we... It's weird, like, in terms of religion, Religion, I think we, like, go through the formalities of, like, the proper burial or whatever that Catholics do. But, like, there's no real emotional attachment to the religious aspect of it at all, I don't think. guys, like, that,
1: that doesn't shape your perspective
0: on anything. No, like, uh, like, maybe my grandma might have, because obviously she's older and more traditional in that sense. But, like, none of us were, like, praying or anything like that. And at least another time, I certainly wasn't praying. I don't think anyone else was either. But, uh, yeah, it's interesting. Like I never, that's never my go-to thought is immediately attaching death to like religion or like heaven or anything. I kind of immediately think of like the human, like behavioral, um, aspect of it and like people's reactions and like how to like, uh, like process it in a healthy way Like that's what my uh, Immediate thought of is when someone dies Like oh like how are they handling it Like are they getting like you know proper treatment Are they talking about it you know I'm not thinking About like oh
1: like What's their faith tell them yeah. You know <laughs> yeah so I mean what's your funda- Foundation are you religious I mean I have my beliefs but I wouldn't say I'm Raised religious I guess I'm a creaster
0: yeah you still th- go
1: to church On Christmas and Easter I guess I'm not a Creaster anymore just Christmas. But I think I took the same path that you did, because I you know, I, I did confirmation, I did all that. Oh,
0: okay. Um Are you I mean, Catholic
1: I'm, I'm, or Christian? Catholic. Oh, nice. Okay. But then again, I guess you're I guess Italian, I, right? I guess I am too. Yeah. Actually, my mom took the that DNA test. Uh-huh. And I guess it started off which to my it was a relief. Like she said she was like eighty something percent Italian. I was like, cool, even though mine can be different. So oh, thank God. I've been telling people Your I'm dad Italian. Looks all my Italian. Life. Is he, he not? He's Sicilian. Okay. And uh but then she then she you kept getting updates on the DNA test the more People, I guess, submit it, and now we're like, we dropped down to like 60-something percent. Weird. So I need to, I kind of want to get mine, but i also like kind of hesitant to even do that for some like weird conspiracy theories. Huh. But, um, So you want to be Italian? I mean, I like to think I am Italian. My last name is <laughs> Ferugio.
0: <laughs> Will so you be, be upset if you're even less Italian than you thought? <sighs> or Sicilian-Italian? I know they're different, well, but- Well,
1: Ferrugio Sicilian. Okay. And my grandma, my, my mother's side's Romano, and she's Napoli Don from Naples. Whoa. Yeah. Right. On that, that dialect. <laughs> I don't speak any Italian. So I came in. Okay. So I'm American Italian. I have Italian run through my veins, but why are we talking about this? Um, oh, Catholic, okay, Christian. We're talking man. about religion. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't, I have my beliefs. I know. I, I don't, I don't know. I, I wish I, I don't know what happens after, which is why I wanted to ask you. This is kind of random. I don't really yeah. ask too many people on this show. Do you have any, be- which I was leading to asking uh-huh. if you're religious? Do you have any consolation or thought on life after death?
0: Um, I don't give it much thought at all. I mean, not at all. Like I think about it from time to time. I more so to me, the the theory or like belief that makes the most sense is like reincarnation just because of, I don't, and I don't know what that means exactly. I just know that like so many things in life are cycles, you know, like the world turning seasons changing, like, Mm. like, you know, tree, like. Things falling from trees and creating new trees, you know, like, and just like the cycle of life to me just makes the most sense. And then also the thing that I can't like shake my belief is that like we definitely have like souls to some degree, you know, like because me and you are both like human bodies, you know, like, we have the same organs, function the same way scientifically. But like what makes me me and what makes you you, you know, like <laughs> Is that a penis reference? Uh, I mean... Oh, God. But, um, uh, uh, yeah, well, you know what I mean? It's just, like, per, to me, a personality is, like, essentially, like, a soul. And then, like, what's the difference between a live? It sounds stupid, but, like, what's the difference between a living body and a dead body? You know, they're two human bodies, like, life... Is like there's something that means something. Like how can life isn't a tangible
1: thing, you know? Right. I just had this conversation yesterday uh, with my buddy, and you know, he he was claiming he claim he says he's an atheist, which I thought mm-hmm. was interesting. And then we just had a conversation, and I was trying to think. Cause I I guess I thought atheism. Correct me if I'm wrong. I thought atheism just specifically thought like after we die, there's nothing. But atheism is just the belief that a, not a non-belief in a god. Oh. Um, and either, either way, I don't know which is right, but he was trying to he was telling me that it was just really based on a belief of, um, of not believing in God. Huh. And we just had a conversation about like what this similar role, what we're doing now and what happens after. And I guess he was, he didn't really, he was open to other, he just, he's like, I don't know, which is yeah. you, none of us now really. And well, I respect that. Yeah. It's, it's very I fair. I don't like it when people are too set in their ways.
0: And to me, cause then you're not open to other possibilities, which just means that, right.
1: And what I was, what I was saying to him was, you know, I've been listening to some people and Bruce Lipton is a guy I've been listening to. And so like, don't take this from a very layman's terms, but the way uh-huh. he broke it down for someone like me to understand, he was saying, I guess the smallest thing we're made of, starts at an atom. Correct. I believe. And an atom is essentially or energy. string theory. Oh, well, there's so many different ways. So anyway, right. what I got, what I got from him, I mean, he was starting at the atom, which is energy. Uh-huh. Atom is energy. Energy. Yeah. Therefore we are energy and the, yeah. and the law of thermodynamics or whatever the hell it is. Speaks on um, How energy cannot be created nor destroyed Right So if we are energy And energy can't be destroyed It transfers somewhere else It transfers somewhere else
0: I guess that's what I meant by life It just Yeah, energy is I guess a better term to use in that sense Like A living body and a dead body, the difference between them is like energy is running one of them, you know? And yeah, like that has to go somewhere when you die. If that law is true
1: that it can't be destroyed, therefore, like we're just meat, we're just our bodies are just like temporary. Uh And therefore, if the energy which we are made of can't be destroyed, then where the hell are we going? Yeah. It's
0: interesting. And then you have people like my dad who believe that <laughs> he's so cynical, but just that people have a fear of nothing and that that's why people like can't accept that when we die, we just become nothing. Uh, which that's is, interesting. Just which that- is like another theory that like is pretty depressing because like as much as like, I think that could be a possibility. And I understand that mentality. I still more so believe in, just my thought in that, like, yeah, the energy or the life, like, has to go somewhere and recycle in some way, you know? Yeah, I guess
1: that's one one person literally just sugarcoating it to right. change their belief just because it sounds better. Right. I'm kind of the person that's like, okay, maybe that is. If that's the case, that sucks mm-hmm. because that freaks me out. The idea when I really go to right. the rabble, it's not so much like dying is one thing. My biggest cliffhanger is like – what is next in the sense that like, if nothingness is really what it is, the yeah. idea of not knowing you exist, I guess at the point, if you don't know you exist, then it's fine because you don't know, right. but thinking about it now, being conscious of it freaks me out. It does. Yeah. And like
0: the thought of like, I, for whatever bad reason, I guess hangover anxiety or something, I was thinking about dying and people that been, people say dying in your sleep is the best way to go. But I almost think that could be so sad and scary in the sense that like, you could fall asleep and not know you died in a way, you know, not that like a lot of times you're not going to know you die, but like you see it coming to some degree, whether you're sick or whether you're going to get into an accident or fall off a cliff or who knows, what you know, like,
1: what if you're in the mafia someone shoots you in the back of the head?
0: Well, then there you go. That one you wouldn't know either. And that's just as scary to me as just like not knowing you're going to die, like in a moment, like that's pretty so, so if
1: someone gave you the choice, you'd rather know it's coming than be,
0: I would rather know it's coming, yeah. Why well, would you know what to do if you knew it's coming? No, but at least I feel like you'd like – maybe your life would flash before you, your eyes, as they say, and like you'd have like that moment of closure before it happens versus just kind of like, oh, like I died and didn't even know it, you know?
1: Does that bring you more peace?
0: I think it would. Do you not? Knowing? Knowing would, yeah. I don't know. I, don't know. I Either way would be – I'm more Not of a thought, like, I just hope
1: it's painless. That's right. Yeah. I'm, more aware, I'm more concerned about that than knowing.
0: That's another interesting thing I've always thought about is how people say, like, oh, they died instantly. It was painless. Like, there's no real way
1: of gauging that, is there, you know? That's why I'm interested in talking to someone that had a near-death experience, because I have, yeah. a, I have two people lined up that may be coming on. Okay. And so that- that's, I, would, I would definitely want to know that, yeah. That's curious, I've also heard two-, two like. Anecdotally, I haven't like researched it uh-huh. about people that had near death experiences and didn't see anything. And then there's people that had near death experiences and claimed that there was something right. there that gave them the belief that whatever's next. Yeah. So that, I, I feel I, like the white light
0: theory is definitely something you hear about a lot. But then I feel like I've also heard about how scientists prove that that's like a vision brain connection thing and like that's what they're really seeing.
1: Right. I mean, how, how, how do we even determine it all isn't just a vision brain thing? Right. Yeah. Vision brain thing. We don't know. Uh, well it's it's interesting because when I smoked uh dimethyltryptamine DMT, which they mm-hmm. relate it to like the dying drug, quote unquote, because they say it's the closest thing to crossing over. Oh. DMT. well, dimethyltryptamine it, we naturally produce it. Like it's right. like every time you go to sleep- Okay,
0: wait, yes. My friend was saying that a friend of hers did this the other day. It's is, it, is this like a dangerous thing to do,
1: or uh I mean I'm not a doctor, but <laughs> from from what I've heard and read up on, like it hasn't I'm sure there's always risks with everything you take, uh-huh. but I'm sure it's nominal. I, from my understanding, it's, low it's nominal risk. or like I haven't heard, I haven't heard anything. And okay. so dimethyltryptamine, once again, from a layman's term of explaining it, comes from the pineal gland, which is like the walnut co- uh, core of your brain. And we naturally re- uh, release dimethyltryptamine, DMT, every night you go to sleep. So that's like, I, oh. from my understanding, that's kind of the reason we dream. It causes us to dream. Yeah. But when you like take it in, in this, you know, outer portion, you how kinda- do you take it? Uh, you can like vape it like a vape, sometimes oh. put it in tea. I think it's the same. i spoke on another episode, but it's, uh, I think it's part of the ayahuasca plant. So it's like, it's very close, oh. very similar. I think ayahuasca maybe just take more.
0: Ayahuasca is probably more intense. Yeah.
1: yeah. But it's like a, it's a derivative. So it's very, it's a, it's a similar experience. only okay. It's a lot quicker, like significant, like a 10th oh. of the, how long ayahuasca is. But what I'm getting at is if the dimethyltryptamine is making us dream, is that speaking truth in any, in any way? Or is that just a duping your own brain? Like sometimes dreams speak like
0: volumes. I think it, uh, I think it all just depends on your perspective of it. And I think sometimes it means more than other times. Like to me, like I have, uh, this one reoccurring dream all the time. It was actually really weird. I have a dream all the time that I'm in back in school, like either back in high school or college. And like, I don't know like what my classes are. I'm missing my classes. Like I find out I'm failing classes cause I haven't had like any of the work and I'm just like, Oh my God, I don't know what's going on. I'm a mess. in like my schooling and I have like, like, Oh no, I have this test. I didn't, or project I didn't do or whatever. And I have those dreams, Either, at least once, sometimes multiple times a week. And then I remember my dad brought up how he has the same dreams, just like that. And I'm like, that's, I don't know. Not that I'm sure other people have variations of that too. And I think it has to do with like the like uh, regiment of going through school those many years. And now I don't have that schedule. So it's like my, you know, I'm used to it or something and it manifests, but like, there's gotta be like some reason meaning like, that that happens, you know? And it's also interesting that my own dad has the same dreams. Yeah. That's you know? interesting.
1: But I wonder how, what was your school life like? Were you, the, what your dreams were? Was it the same? No,
0: not at all. Like I've, as far as like, I've never failed a class. Like, I mean, I wasn't like, you know, getting a 4.0, but I was certainly doing fine. I've never like, like, yeah, the dreams are not reflective of like what really happened. I think it's uh, like a fear. Like I had a yeah. fear of like, oh no, like I just completely bombed this, you know?
1: That's what deters me from thinking, I mean, regardless, even if it is, you know, there's a a dupe like the white light theory and Mm -hmm. it's kind of a mirage and it's not real. It's just your mind playing tricks on you. Right. At the end of the day, even if it is technically your mind playing tricks on you, no matter what it is in life, it feels real, therefore it's real enough. Like I was listening to Rogan. Rogan was like a big supporter of DMT. That's kind of how I heard of it years, years ago. And he was speaking on one of his podcasts and he kind of, he made that, I'm just I'm pulling that from him. He was talking about something like it feels fucking real. So that's in my head, that's real enough. Yeah. That's real enough. So I, it's just at the end of the day, your mind can maybe you see what you want to see plays tricks on you. But yeah, I think that just goes back to, you know, just how you just perceive everything Yeah, and the power of your mind, which is kind of scary, but awesome at the same time.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's, yeah. Like people can believe it, like it's debatable on whether, yeah, things being real, or like you you feeling them and seeing them, so that means it's real. But then at the same time you could say like schizophrenics, you know? But then maybe we're wrong. Maybe what they're seeing, maybe they're tapped into something more than we know, you know, like using yeah. a bigger percentage of their brain. Who knows? But to us they're just crazy and mentally ill.
1: <sighs> I, I don't know, man. can go either way. That's why I'm just, right. I'm on both ends. I see Three sides to the coin, not two. It's like the the round uh, part, heads and tails. So there's like there's true. all these different sides that I don't even. Great metaphor. Hey, thanks. I think I read it somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but uh, no, that's a. It's interesting to hear from you because I feel like for some reason I always when I when I'm reading off you, it's like I feel like if if you were to die, it's like well, oh, okay, that's how I take you. It's just like well, you poof. know, it's
0: funny. Like I definitely, yeah, I'm like my dad in that sense. That we're like, I, I think, yeah, we're not like, don't really show emotion. Like, I'm never one to, like, show – like, if I'm, like, feeling sad or, like – I'm just not one to, like, be so, like, transparent with my, like, internal emotions to everyone. So are you different behind closed doors or no? No, I'm the same. Yeah. (laughs) So, like like I said, like, for me to get emotional over something is uh, out of character for me, for sure. And, uh, yeah, so for that to happen, yeah, it's – it definitely – take something like big to happen.
1: That's what I was trying to pull from you. Cause I feel like from this experience with your cousin,
0: obviously you're hurt and it was sad. Yeah. Like I'm surprised I cried as much in the moment when it happened. I don't think if I was sober, I would have done that as much. And then, yeah, I did feel like strange afterwards. Like, Oh, was that like too dramatic and crazy? You know, like, cause it was just so foreign to me to be like that. But you know, it was just my reaction, you know? And like I had said before too, like I think, with death, especially like you don't know how you're going to react until it happens. Like even you can even think, you know how you're going to react, but you don't, you know,
1: yeah, you're a tough read. I feel like if you like won $100 million in the lottery, you'd be like walking to the room. Hey guys, I just want $100 million. You want <laughs> any milk? Like what? Yeah. <laughs> you're just so, I, like, I don't know. Steady. I mean, I guess it's that's like, a good thing. My, my thought with that is like, it's, I think it's very important to be calm, but at the same time, the, the other edge of that, it's like, are you fucking, are you holding things in? Um or it just, just I, you? Think, I don't know.
0: I think uh yeah, I do sometimes, but I think it's just like and it's not like I'm bottling things up. I think it's just like, yeah, like uh mainly I don't want to uh especially when it comes to like sad topics, like I don't like people like feeling like pity on me. Like I think to myself, I was just reading like one of Chelsea Handler books and she's like, I like attention, but I don't like that type of attention. And yeah. I, that totally connected with me because like I love to get attention by making people laugh or like, you know, like in any other way, like, I feel like to me, like the ways you get attention are either by looking good, by like making people feel good or like, like receiving pity because you feel bad, Mm. you know? So like, and those two, and that's just like a negative thing to me. I don't want people to like give me attention out of sadness that makes me feel like weaker or something, or just like. Unjustified Yeah Or just like unsettled Like ooh Don't feel bad for me Like it feels of
1: We're kind of similar Yucky? Kinda, kinda sim- <laughs> yucky? <laughs> yeah <laughs> I haven't used that word in a while Um, You know I'm kind of I'm similar In that sense With the attending like, I like I love making people laugh Not that I'm uh-huh. claiming To be good at it But when it comes to like That attention The pity I feel the same right. way Because my reaction To like 9-11 Is I always get those texts um, Saying like I'm thinking of you Every 9-11 Because it's a memorable date It was mm-hmm. a memorable National global experience So I just happen to be Getting that text Because yeah. it's easier to remember Yeah and then someone else loses someone on a normal day, and they don't get those texts. They don't get that acknowledgement. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I think that. I, th- I think they do sometimes. You know. No, I guess no, it, they yeah. do from like yeah. a, you know, from like select from people. But I, but I. That it
0: happened on such a monumental. Yeah. It sure like, occasion. On fucking, it's nine. It's not yeah. eleven. Like, there, there, no ex- one's never gonna forget. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No. Everyone, uh-huh. whether you dealt with someone out, always remembers that, right. and it's a part of me. Always, I didn't like getting that. But then I realized it just is what it is. Like Uh it happened to happen on it. My dad died on a national scale and it's just, this is what it is. But I always took it. I was like, God, like I'm thankful that everyone's reaching out. I'm blessed to have that. Do you resent it a little bit? I wouldn't say resent it. It just makes me think about the other, like all these other people. I have friends that lost someone and they don't get, they get those texts from certain people, but it's not like. People
0: that are aware that it happened that day. Yeah. Like a
1: relative or blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. So my point of this is I don't, I don't like, I think that maybe that relates to me not liking pity. Yeah. And. Also my birthday's in two days and I don't like having like, I don't do anything for my birthday cause I don't even like, I don't like birthday attention. I don't know what that means. Oh, I love
0: that attention. Yeah. Well, yeah,
1: I can see You're definitely a <laughs> like birthday attention whore. <laughs> so you're, Look I at like, me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I can see you saying yippee for well, some reason. Well, but actually,
0: um, one other thing that I had thought that I wanted to bring up on here is, uh, cause I kind of have like conflicting thoughts on like posting about a death, you know? Mm. And like, at first I remember when, my cousin Hannah died that like everyone was writing on her Facebook and everyone was like talking to her on Facebook as if she was still alive. And I just thought it was like really like both, I thought it was creepy, bizarre and like a little bit like, are you looking to be like, Oh, I knew her or like all of a sudden, like she's your best friend and can you can write on her Facebook wall and like be seen that way. You know, it yeah. was just very shallow to me and like made it seem like, like almost cheapening her death in some way. But now that social media is like as prevalent as it is and it's so huge and like we communicate through it all the time that now I think I've almost kind of like switched my mentality in that like I think it's appropriate now to like bring up a death on social media just to like – it's the easiest way to make everyone aware of like this bad thing that happened in your life and that way everyone can either be sensitive or just be aware that like – you're going through this and you don't have to like personally tell them in person. Cause to me that would be harder, you know, like I don't want to have to tell everyone in person, you know, why like I'm acting different or just for them to in person be like, Oh, like I heard this happen. You know what I mean? I think now like I understand why people would use that platform to talk about a recent death because it's just like the easiest way to notify everyone. And I just was wondering like, what do you think about that?
1: I never looked, I never thought about it that way. Yeah. It's funny. It's not funny. It's funny to me. Like just posting, feel, hey guys, by the way, so-and-so died. Just getting it out there so you all know, so you don't have to keep asking. Well, me. like someone <laughs>
0: close to you, obviously. No, no,
1: I know. I think, I think it, I don't know, it depends on the person. I yeah. think some people want the attention. I think some people want people to say, I'm sorry.
0: Well, that's the other thing too, is like, I was like, are those people wanting attention? But then that's a sick thought to have Especially when someone's like parent or sibling or like spouse dies, well, yeah, you know that they I've immediately po- want attention.
1: Like, yeah, I posted stuff of my dad, and it's, right. it's kind of like I feel like that's more of like a memorial
0: thing. Yeah, it's and, like it's yeah. a
1: memorial, and now now I have this podcast. It's more like it's it's partially been. I feel like it's inspired by.
0: Yeah. I mean, I mean, your experience. I hope,
1: yeah, more or less. I think it's, I think it's a good thing to let people know. And also I, I am sensitive to the fact that like, I don't post everything every nine eleven. Just, Just, Yeah. Like, remember like, at this point is like, you know, right. But I, I don't know. I think it depends on the person. We all have our own motives for better or for worse. Yeah. And just, it is I guess it's it is. just
0: how, yeah. Like the extent maybe is they utilize it, like.
1: Yeah. You're just expediting.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> just just like, yeah. Get people. everyone.
0: Yeah. Don't want to talk to you all personally about these things.
1: No, I mean, that's actually an interesting yeah. thought. I never, th- I never thought about that. It kind says-
0: It's just like, an e- yeah, I guess that's because originally I was like, oh, why would you like put their death on blast on a platform that's filled with like bikini photos and all the other bullshit we always look at and watch. Um, but now I think I understand more like why someone would be inclined to do that because it's just like.
1: That's why social ooh. media is so weird because you go from post to post and every post is so different that right. you can go from. An art like a rest in peace post. Someone's uh-huh. out and the next one is so and so in a R- bikini R- butt R- shot. And R- then R- after that, uh-huh. it's like LeBron James dunking. And after that, oh, it's All another depends death. Depends on who you're following. <laughs> yeah, I actually started on following like just random people I don't even like know. Good. Yeah, it's just clean too house. Much. I'm trying to clean house. Cool. Well, Brett, uh-huh. I like your. It's it's like I said. It's interesting to hear your perspective on this because I couldn't tell if you're just like, it's just some people are cool comic collecting. That's just the way you process things. So you have a different take on just,
0: yeah. Well, it's also been, a you know, 10 years since it happened. So, uh, Are you
1: different now than
0: for sure? Yeah. Well, now I think we've just, and I've seen my family multiple times, like since then. So like we've all adjusted to, how she's gone, you know, and it was a while ago now. So how have you adjusted? What what kind of adjustments? Just like, um, in the sense of like, we're all, you know, like it's, it's not a recent thing and we know that obviously like she's not going to be there and like, we don't need to discuss it because not that like we're trying not to discuss it, but it's just like, you know, like a dated topic that now we're all almost like used to life without her. So, mm. you know, she's moving forward and, uh, you know, like, sadly, it's just a thing in the past. And, like, I guess that's the other thing that is, like, sad but hopeful that, like, you know, you don't grieve forever. Like, people get over it and, like, can live with it while they're, you know, obviously have the memory and, like, the weight of it, like I said before. But, you know, pretty soon you get back to normal eventually.
1: Yeah, and I, it's it's so interesting because I feel like the way we live life, the way people live life, we're always, like, looking so deep into the future with things. Or or in the past, mm-hmm. and then with grieving and death, it's almost the opposite where we're so present that it seems like it's like it's like a flip. It's like a flip there, if that makes any sense. That we're, we're doing a normal routine, we're always like disappointment or what we got to do in the like, in the future. Mm-hmm. Then when it comes to death, it seems so bad in the moment yeah. that we should like. That's why it's important to hear stories like this. or people mm-hmm. that are ten years down the road or eighteen years down the road like, yeah. Yeah, it does get better. So it's almost the flip of like reality is we're always in the, the future thinking about. What's next? What, like, what's the next vacation? Or blah blah blah, or mm-hmm. th- whatever it is. And then when we're mourning, it's like we feel the present so heavily yeah. that we're can't even think. we can't even fathom of the future that's right. gonna get any better. So it's it's important to hear people like you that are, are ten years down the road. That you know, regardless of how close and the oppression that she made on you mm-hmm. or not, it's just yeah, time things really so do get heal. better. Yeah, it's
0: like it's just kind of. Um, like any feeling will end. Like, I don't know. I've, that's just like a universal known thing now. I feel like so many people preach that, that like it's impossible for like any certain feeling or anything really to continue on without ending, you know? So yeah. like eventually you will not feel the way that you feel in that moment.
1: Yeah. It's just a matter of just taking literally it's cliche. but right. it's taking, That's the reason why I say take one step at a time. And mm-hmm. then after yeah. that one step next year, you know, you're 10 steps on there, and then 20 steps. And then it's mm-hmm. like, you turn around, it's like, whoa, It's all good. Mm -hmm. For the most part, you know, things are as good as you make them. So regardless of where you are, just decide to do your best and that's it. What the hell else are we going to do? I don't know what I'm doing.
0: No one knows what they're doing.
1: Like, it's nice to think we kind of have an idea, but- We all do,
0: but that's the other thing is like, there's no perfect avenue. You know, any person that you think has their shit together, they're dealing with something else. You know, like no one knows like everything about everyone's lives. Everyone, like one person might have something that you don't, but then- you know, vice versa. So
1: that's it, man. Well, thanks for having me on David. Oh man, you, you, you dropped, you ended it before I can kick you off. Oh shit. I feel powerless now. Okay.
0: Kick me off then.
1: Yeah. I think we've had enough of you. So uh, I appreciate your time. So this is where we'll probably cut it off, Brett. All right. Well, thank you. Um, And I look forward to getting this out there. So once again, guys, thanks for being on here as a listener. Hopefully you are listening. Let your friends know, let your mama know, and we'll take it from there. Cue the music. Thanks guys.